solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. cannot wait till we get back to the days where we're saying it's monday welcome in ladies and gentlemen because it's not as tuesday we're still in our three show a week phase but welcome back to the locked on texans podcast a part of the locked on podcast network i'm john summer sports guy hickman this episode is brought to you by rock auto amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need visit rockauto.com and tell them locked on sent you their way tuesday Welcome in, Cody Davis, and what's on the rundown for today's show? On this latest installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to discuss NFL.com analyst and former Jacksonville Jaguars running back Maurice Jones-Drew and his analysis on why the Houston Texans have the third worst running back group in the league. And then John and I are going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans looking at on what should be the theme for the Texans for this upcoming season. However, listeners, we're going to get this show kicked off with whether or not there should be reasons to doubt if Lovey Smith has the ability to improve the Houston Texans defense. Ever since the Houston Texans hired Lovey Smith as their new defensive coordinator, I have been on record by saying that this might be one of the best moves that the Texans made this offseason. We all know how terrible the defense was last year, and Anthony Weaver was not that great of a defensive coordinator, regardless if you believe if he was a good coordinator and he just did not have the talent position. or he was, he was just, bad position or he was just in a bad position. Things didn't work out for Weaver here in the city of Houston. However, Lovey Smith, at least in my opinion, is one of the best defensive football minds this league have ever seen john you have said time and time again of how great the chicago bears defense was when he was the head coach there and i am extremely excited about his arrival here in houston however john listeners when looking at smith's last stop and for those of you who don't know, Lovey Smith spent the last four and a half seasons as the head coach of Illinois, where he recorded a 17 and 39 record. Now, a part of the reason why Lovey Smith went 17 and 39 as a head coach in college was simply due to the fact that he had a subpar offense. However, what is a little bit surprising, what was a little bit worse than Lovey Smith's offense? was the defense that Illinois showcased during his time there as an head coach. From 2016 and 2019, and I looked at these years only because Lovey Smith was let go as the head coach midway through the 2020 season, but through 2016 and 2019, Illinois gave up an average of 32.2 points per game, they allowed an average of 219 rushing yards per game, and they allowed an average of 435 total yards while making them one of the worst defensive teams on a collegiate level. The only time Lovey Smith's defense did look somewhat decent came during the 2019 season where they allowed an average of 26 points per game. Now, that is still high to say the least. However, 
Illinois allowing only 26 points per game was an improvements where they were the following year where they gave up 39.5 points per game during the 2018 season, a season in which Illinois allowed their opponents to score 50 or more points in back-to-back -back weeks. There are a few people who like to give Lovey Smith somewhat of a pass despite how bad his teams was during his time as the head coach at Illinois. However, first and foremost, Lovey Smith did say that his defense was a little bit too complex to execute on a collegiate level. That is something that he spoke on during his introductory press conference as the Texans' new defensive coordinator. And two, and most importantly, his team was not that talented. Yes, he is a defensive-minded coach, but he did not have an opportunity to coach Chase Young, Miles Garrett, Devin White. Those three players who was by far some of the best defensive players during Lovey Smith time coaching on the collegiate level, those players wasn't spending their collegiate career at Illinois. However, John and listeners, it doesn't matter if it's peewee football, high school football, college football, or, or NFL football. There is no way, shape, or form a guy in Lovey Smith who is by far one of the best defensive coaches that this sport has ever seen allow his team to give up an average of 432 yards per game, especially a season where Levy Smith's team is giving up close to 40 points per game. I do want to say something. Uh, in his first full year in 2017, like that first full class, he did rank 10th in the Big Ten in recruiting that year. We, we do have to give him that, but you know, here's some more numbers on Levy Smith in college. Uh, 2019, when he finally took over, as defensive coordinator, something that I think people were calling for him to do. Maybe he would be able to change where the fighting Illinois was defensively. Uh, that unit ranked 97th nationally in total defense that year and 100 in yards per play. Uh, they were two and five with four losses by 14 points or more. Uh, they also gave up at least 392 yards in every game. So you take those numbers and say, well, you know, there's there there was a concern there in college that you weren't able to translate that game to the collegiate level. And then after the first couple of years, you said, okay, you address that concern by becoming the defensive coordinator, and then you ultimately failed again at the collegiate level. So now it's like, are you going to be able to translate what you want to do, period? with his collegiate or in today's NFL, because I don't believe he ended his last couple of years in Chicago that well uh, defensively. And I'll look that up, but I, I still think Lovey Smith probably was, for the coaching staff they wanted to put together, probably for what this organization wants to do, at least what they're telling us, he still probably was the best fit for a David Cully coaching staff because at the least, you know, I think he'll still be maybe, maybe able to teach. And this is a very teaching, you know, sided heavy type of coaching um, coaching staff that they have here in Houston, all selected by Nick Serio. And then he signed off on the rest of the deals. And so now the only question we would have Cody is, can he get, this defense in the first year, you know, a couple spots better than they were last year. I think that'd be fair 
for Levy Smith because you're still working with a lot of veteran guys. Didn't get no you know no draft position, so you couldn't build and establish through the draft in your first year. If you can get this team defensively better, two to three spots where they're not ranked last in the league, and, you, and we and we can see some some difference in what we saw last year at every level, then I think that's a win for Levy Smith in his first year back in the NFL. I'm sure at some point Vegas will maybe Vegas maybe somebody will put like the odds out of where Houston can rank, you can bet some money on it. And if you can make some money off of it, and if it can be put on a platform like betonline.ag, that's where you should head. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC, MMA, boxing action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, okay? Head to the website or use your mobile device. Sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back in, everybody. Thank you for sticking around. Hey, Texans have been catching some heat, man, from everywhere. PFF ranked this roster the worst in the league. I don't know, the third worst in the league. And now we're hearing from Maurice Jones Drew, former. Jacksonville Jaguar, great running back. I mean, that boy has some good years in Jacksonville. But he believes, Cody, listeners, the Texans will have basically the third worst running back group in the NFL, man. And uh, I'm inclined to lean, like, if there was an over-under five-and-a-half where they would rank, I probably would take I probably would take those odds that Texans may – maybe a little over five and a half because I think this offensive line unit would be much better. Because I look at teams like Atlanta, I think their running back situation may have gotten worse. I look at teams like the Steelers, Detroit. I look at those type of teams. Like, like what are we going to get out of those teams at the running back position? I think Houston will finish better than third. I think the ceiling for Houston is actually finishing between 12 and 15 ranked in the NFL this year. That's their ceiling. I think the worst that they'll do is 25. I think we can all agree that the running back group is by far one of the few positions that actually seen an upgrade from where it was last year. David Johnson had a subpar season, and it was just an overall bad year for the Houston Texans in the run game overall. However, when you take a look at the additions of Philip Lindsay and Mark Ingram, there is no way in hell the Texans are going to have the third worst running back group in the league because with Johnson, Lindsay, and Ingram on this roster, the Texans have so many options on how they can use all three of those guys. And that is going to be extremely crucial for a team that's, let's face it, it's going to be extremely hard for them to score points in 2021. It's going to be extremely hard for them to march down the field in 2021, given their quarterback situation now. And when I take a look at the options that they have with these three, they are basically putting these three players in a position to succeed. First and foremost, you take a look at Philip Lindsay. Outside of the down year that he had in 2020, as I said here countless of times, ever since we signed this guy in March, 
Philip Lindsay at one time was establishing himself as one of the best young running backs in the league. In his first two years, he recorded over 2,000 rushing yards, and he also made a Pro Bowl appearance, I believe, in 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Last year was a down year due to injury, plus the Denver Broncos wanted to favor melvin gordon over their hometown hero himself now with him being in houston john you and i believe that he's going to be the starting running back plus behind a much improved offensive line in a better offensive line than what the denver broncos had to offer philip Lindsay has an opportunity to go back to the player that he was during the first two years of his career and by the way this is only his fourth season, so it's not like I'm talking about a guy who, where we can say, well, his best days are long gone, like Mark Ingram. Now, in Jones Drew's analysis of the Texans, he believes that Ingram is going to be the Texan starter come week one of the NFL season. We could agree to disagree on that. However, even with Mark Ingram, I don't think he's going to be the Texans every down back. He's going to be someone that the Texans are going to be able to use in the red zone because throughout Ingram's entire career, this guy has been a red zone threat. In 2018, he led the Baltimore Ravens in red zone touchdowns with a total of eight, and those eight totals were towards the top of the league. So with those two players alone, the Texans are going to have a much improved run game in 2021. Now you take into consideration where does that leave David Johnson? John, I think we had this conversation not too long ago, but I don't see David Johnson getting too many carries out of the backfield i think he's going to be the third string out of the other two however what i would say we're still going to see a lot of david johnson this upcoming season because he can be used as a receiver for tyrod taylor and i'm pretty sure he's going to catch a lot of those short route passes from tyrod given that tyrod isn't a quarterback who is known for throwing the ball downfield David Johnson is at his best when he's being used in the passing game, like we saw through those final four to three to four games of the 2020 season. There is no way in hell the Texans are going to have one of the worst run games in the league. And if they do, that means this is a running back group that got hit with a lot of injuries and possibly one day that got hit because somebody pride got hurt. Because when you take a look at these three guys, Lindsey, Johnson, and Ingram, all three of these guys was at one point or another a franchise's undeniable starting running back. All three of these guys are going to have to get used to sharing snaps amongst one another, and I would not be surprised if we start to hear rumbling that one of these three players are unhappy due to the lack of playing time that they are getting. Hey, man, I don't think it's going to be a um, too much of a competition. I think Philip Lindsay is a starting running back. I don't know why Jones Drew leaned towards Mark Ingram, uh, I don't know why he would lean towards Mark Ingram to start over David Johnson. But Philip Lindsay should come out of training camp RB1. Which is an interesting choice, by the way, because Ingram is the oldest out of these two. Ingram's like 32, I believe, at some point during the season. He's going to be 33 years old. There's no way I'm, – I'm not going to say there's no way in hell because he is the most established running back out of the three. And then when you take a look at these three, he has had the best career. But Ingram last year, I understand that it was a COVID year for him. Injuries played him as, as well. But 
His best days are behind him. We're not going to see the Ingram who put on the show for years in New Orleans alongside Drew Brees in the Superdome. We're not even going to see the Mark Ingram that helped the Baltimore Ravens become one of the dangerous offensive teams during the 2019 season. But we're going to see a, a little bit more of a less productive version of Mark Ingram than what we are used to because he's getting up there in age. But like I just mentioned, he's going to be used a lot as a red zone threat. And don't forget, Houston did sign Rex Burkhead, right? Didn't even mention him. And another New England guy coming to, you know, play for another New England guy. So that's going to be interesting to see how this depth chart is going to work out, how that's going to shape out to be, who's going to actually make the team, who's not, who's going to be delegated to what situations, uh, different packages. So third worst, I just think that's too much. I think that's too much. What's not too much is Bill Bar. What's not too much are the non-delicious flavors Bill Bar has to offer. You got flavors like coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, and peanut butter brownie, to say the least. There's something for everyone, okay? And if you haven't tried all of the flavors, which I suggest you should, you can do that by getting the mixed box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. The best part about Bill Bar. They're the best tasting and they're healthy too. 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and only four grams net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Like I said, there's something for everybody. Go to billboard.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at billboard.com. With every increasing number of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models like Pacifica and XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of your parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidated questioning and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand his warehouse happens to carry? Come on, guys, we can do better than that. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your car is to save money that you can use for other important things like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50 or even 100 percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? For example, the Delphi FG 1456 fuel pump assembly for a 2005 through 2010 Honda Odyssey cost 353 99 at advance, a big chain store. But it only costs 216.79 at rockauto.com. Chain stores have a different price tiering for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices available rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or account login. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Do You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. You don't have to just listen to the Locked On Texas podcast. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast, host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts.
And to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans, John and I wanted to share our thoughts on what should be the theme for the Houston Texans in 2021. The one word, the one theme that I could come up with is development. When you take a look at the rookies that the Texans have, Nico Collins, Davis Mills, Bourbon Jordan, when you take a look at guys who actually has an opportunity to continue to be part of this team long term, and given the fact that this upcoming year is going to be extremely important, i.e. a Charles Aminihu, a Lonnie Johnson Jr., a Justin Ree who is in a contract season, this has to be a year where the Texans develop their young guys in order for this rebuild for the Houston Texans to move forward in the right direction because what i don't want to happen is for this team to hit the reset button and every two to three years we are looking at a situation where the texans continue to hit the reset button continue to hit the reset button continue to hit the reset button then next thing you know we have a 15 to 18 playoff drought because they completely botch the rebuilding process because they did not give their young guys the significant amount of time in order to develop and get used to the NFL. That is going to be a big key for the Texans for this upcoming season. I get it. I don't want them to finish with the worst record in the league, but if these guys do not get the proper amount of time to develop, the future of this organization is not going to be too bright. Which makes the Davis Mill conversation so much more interesting. Um, but for me, same as well. Uh, I, I look at development. You looked at development from the players, which is awesome. The players do come first. I'm also looking at the development of this coaching staff. Like, what are we going to get in their first year? You know, they are going to have an opportunity to be to start the year better than last year because they can have training camps. They had OTAs, right? They, they're having these programs and activities that the team wasn't able to have last year. I think they fixed some things on the team that needed to be fixed for last year, just never was done. So now I want to see how this team gets coached up as well. Plan-wise, I think the theme of the year that I like to see is how are you going to finish games? Are we going to not see those reoccurring game management issues or those reoccurring losses that you kind of just scratch your head because maybe there was something that could have been done differently? Like just how this team is going to close and finish and fight because it's not going to be an easy season for them. Easy or, or hard. I can't wait to cover it all with you, Cody, here at Locked On Texans. I am John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook as well. And as always, I'm your host, Texans reporter for USA Today, Texans Wire, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.